You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hey there, Pharmacy Podcast Nation. Todd Yuri here. Before you listen to the latest podcast, I want to tell you about the Avedum Health Podcast Series. Avedum Health identifies unmet needs and addresses them in a way nobody has with a portfolio of advanced safe product solutions across a broad range of health and wellness areas, including a well-known product that has supported the Pharmacy Podcast Network for some time for your patients suffering with restless leg syndrome and muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief. I use this myself. The Avedum Health Podcast Series is a three-part series. Find it on Google by searching Avedum, spelled A-V-A-D-I-M, Avedum, and search Avedum Health Podcast. It's a really interesting discussion on non-opioid pain relief, which we all know we need more long-term non-opioid pain relief solutions. Check it out, and remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's entire library of content and thank you for listening to the pharmacy podcast this is rx talk with Susie, the first and only pharmacy specific podcast for women about women hosted by women as recently as the 1960s women made up only eight percent of all u.s pharmacists Today, that number has increased to over 55% of the women pharmacist workforce and 85% of the pharmacy technician workforce. With two-thirds of USD PharmaD graduates being female, these numbers are going up. Welcome to RX Talk with Susie. Your host is a pharmacist professional and educator, wife, mother, and the founder of Pharmacist Moms Group. RX Talk with Susie is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Now, let's talk. Hi, everybody. This is Susie. Today, I am super excited to have Dr. Suzanne Feeney on the show today, and um, I'm going to have her introduce herself, and I actually have known her for quite some time. We did our residencies around the same year, the same year, so I have known her for quite a while, but I'm really excited to have her on the show today just to talk about a lot of things that she has done as a woman in pharmacy and some of the new things that she is planning to do and, and what's going on. Um, uh, she has a lot to do. So welcome, Suzanne, to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm really excited to be here today. Great. And um, why don't you tell everyone who's listening a little bit about your background, um, you know, about pharmacy school and, you know, a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, so I grew up actually working in pharmacy. Um, gosh, I don't know, from the time I was probably 14 or so, my background has been community pharmacy. And I've really pretty much worked in every kind of setting um, for community pharmacy. Independent, I've worked in small chain, I've worked in um, outpatient areas within hospitals supporting the community. Um, so it's, it's just been a lifelong passion of mine. Um, I went to school at University of Pittsburgh, so proud graduate from there, class of 2004. And um, what I learned there, I think is just, um, I wanted to work with patients. You know, that was really my goal. How do we improve patient care and the care that we deliver in community pharmacy settings? So it was really a natural progression 
for me after graduation to um, pursue a residency opportunity. And I was really fortunate enough to get hooked up with a great group of people um, through Albertsons at the time. And um, I had a, a pretty strong, long career there. And it, it was, you know, just so many mentors and so many great people to learn from about how do we impact community practice um, in a way um, that provides that value for each patient encounter that you saw. Um, so it's pretty exciting part of my career. And um, you know, I, I got involved through that with um, a lot of education, um, and I've always been a strong um, believer in education and learning, um, professional development, um, and I had an opportunity to teach um, a lot of pharmacists about providing clinical services within community practice, um, you know, and just kind of one thing uh, led to another, and now I'm, I'm very fortunate to be in a position with CEI um, where I, I focus on developing and taking continuing education to the masses um, that really focuses on connecting learning to practice. So it's really practice-based education um, that can be done in a quick, on-demand way. Um, really excited about being able to provide that. Oh, that's great. No, that's really good. <laughs> great background, but great introduction. But just to touch on things, because a lot of our listeners might not know. So we have a lot of listeners who are interested in different areas within community and are just not really sure what area of pharmacy they want to go into. So how did you know at the time that you wanted to do a community residency, what made you decide to select that area of um, specialization? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question because at the time, you know, not to date myself, but community pharmacy residencies, um, you know, a lot of people question, well, why would you go into that versus just going and working in community pharmacy? And for me, it was all about learning how to provide the services in community, a busy community setting. Because um, I saw that and I still do see it um, as a big opportunity. And, you know, we all know where things are going with value-based care and the pharmacies that are successful are the ones who are able to provide these services um, and link it to the prescription. Um, you know, the prescription pickup is so important um, because that's your touch every month or every 90 days with that patient where you can check in on how things are going um, in that assessment. And I was fortunate enough through doing my community pharmacy residency um, to learn from a lot of great people. And I'll give a call out to Jamie Montoro, who was my director um, and working with Tony Provenzano. And it was always about how do you, how do you put the patient first? And, you know, I remember my first day as a resident, you know, I'd worked in community pharmacy for quite a while. Patient picks up a prescription. You know, I check them out at the out window and, and send them on their day. Of course, counseling, um, you know, on a few key points. And, you know, I remember Jamie um, standing next to me and saying, okay, like, let's take this step by step and, and look a little bit further. If a patient's coming to pick up their hypertension medication, um, you know, what questions can we ask them to make sure that they're not having side effects, that they're not having any issues with adherence, um, you know, that we can do a blood pressure check right there at the out window or ask them to do it on the machine and report back, capture that information in our dispensing system, and then be able to monitor that each time and get that critical feedback to the prescriber who may only see them every six months or every year. So um, for me, I mean, that's really what what I was so excited about and so passionate about. And really, I mean, that's what I wanted to do for my whole career is, is work with those patients. And um, as a resident, I used to work every Friday night from five to 10 in a, you know, a staffing role where I could make some extra money. And I was the only pharmacist there with one tech. And I really saw from that opportunity, um, whereas if we redesigned our workflow a little bit and defined our roles, I was able for that five hours, which is a busy time, you know, Friday nights at the pharmacy I was at, um, in downtown Chicago, we're really busy from five to 10. And, um, 
I was able to spend my time checking prescriptions and talking to patients at the out window at the pickup and, you know, asking those proactive questions. So one of my biggest pet peeves and, and what I always shared with students and residents who came after me was, you know, don't ask the patient what questions they have. Um, course, you can ask that at the end, but make sure that you're assessing specific things. If somebody's picking up metformin, you know what the side effects are going to be. So ask them, you know, are you having any issues with what you know those side effects will be? Um, Start talking to them about how often are you checking your blood sugar? Um, You know, just start to ask those questions and make that relationship. And Right, right. That that always makes a difference, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to talk to them and asking specific questions like, hey, have you gotten your vitamin B12 checked or Mm -hmm. something where Mm -hmm. it's related specifically to the the medication? I I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of people that are interested who might be working in – community pharmacy right now or, you know, in a field and they've done it for quite a few years and they feel like they've, they love their job and they like that area, but maybe they're interested in doing something different. So um, a lot of people would probably want to know, how did you transition from Albertson's, um, you know, to CEI? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, I was young at the time and working um, with Albertsons and, you know, it was right when MTM rolled out and there was a lot of opportunity um, for pharmacists to provide appointment-based services through medication therapy management. So, you know, really, I just, I, I've always been somebody who's wanted to say yes to every opportunity that comes my way, um, you know, and, and I think you get to a certain point where you also have to learn how to say no. Um, but at the time I was as young and, and starting my career and, you know, I just jumped in full force and I was so passionate about taking care of patients and, and improving our profession. So, you know, with Albertsons, I was there almost nine years and um, had a lot of opportunity um, to provide patient care and then learn to teach pharmacists how to do that in their setting. So I really, um, you know, credit my time there with being able to advance my career. Um, and I had a lot of training and a lot of support from great people. Um, and then with that, um, you know, there was some opportunity that opened up with um, CEI. And I was looking for a little bit more of a non-traditional role. Um, by that point, I, ha- I had a family. I had two young kids, um, you know, and for pharmacist moms out there, you'll understand this, but I, I had really difficult pregnancies. Um, you know, my kids were born early. They were in the NICU. There was just um, a lot that went along with that. Um, so I needed something that had that, that flexibility, but I still was passionate about my career. You know, I wanted to be the best mom I could be um, and have time with my kids, but I really wanted to continue on with a strong career. So, um, you know, networking, I think, is what led me to some of these opportunities. And, you know, we all know pharmacy is such a small world. Um, and so just through some networking and, and talking with people, I, I was able to find out about this position, um, applied for it, and, and was fortunate enough to, to I've been here, I think, since uh, 2014 or so. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's how it is. It's, you know, you always hear about networking. I remember as a student hearing, oh, you need to network, you need to network. And I actually didn't even know. I was like, well, what does networking mean? I don't even know what that is. Um, so I love hearing stories of people who, um, talk about getting new jobs through, through networking because networking is so, so important. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, I've been doing a couple of speaking arrangements and speaking events related to, um, women in pharmacy and a lot of the different, um, um, information things that I've been reading about have really shown the growth of women pharmacists throughout, um, the past four decades that right now, 
Um, you know, for the past four decades, uh, we've been graduating the majority women pharmacists. And I, and I think that's amazing. And I'm super excited to talk about that and celebrate that and, um, you know, and, and all of that. And I'm sure you're, you probably have seen that out, you know, at, at your, both of your places that you've worked as well. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, just the changes within with with women because there was an article that was published. I don't know if you saw it. It was on CNN Business, and it was talking about how um, pharmacist is the most equal job for men and women, mm-hmm. and um, and it's probably the most egalitarian of all U.S. professions today, which is amazing. And I'm very happy about that, and I love being part of profession with that. But mm-hmm. one of the disconnects um, that they did find in the article was that there was equal pay between men and women. However, when the women who, women who had children, uh, many at times they didn't make as much money. There was, there was a little bit of a disconnect between women with children versus uh, women who didn't have children and, and men. And so there was that disconnect. And then they looked at it a little bit further and they found that a lot of these women um, were actually, so 36% were working part-time um, for women who had children versus only 5% of males. Um, in their mid-career. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of pharmacy has kind of changed throughout the years. Traditionally, years ago, um, it wasn't a part-time profession. It was years ago, back in 1966, the majority of pharmacists were, were looking at opening their own pharmacy and owning their own store. So it, it's really changed. You know, the um, 40% of pharmacists were self-employed back in 1966 versus 5% in 2009. Um, so it's really changed how pharmacy is and really one of the things that can be attributed to it is the substitutability and some of the increased technology that allowed for pharmacists to um, you know come into a different shift and basically take over so that um, the chain pharmacies also have helped that in uh, shaping the evolution of pharmacy as well. So one of the mm-hmm. things that I wanted to ask you about was with related to continuing education and um, recently I'm very excited to announce that pharmacist moms has partnered with CEI. So we're really excited about that to launch a new way, an innovative way to provide continuing education. And I, I wanted to get your perspective on continuing education and um, just based on your background and um, where you, you know, where it's been and where it's going and, and what we can do to make it more fit in, with the times, with the current times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. I love, I love this partnership. I'm so excited about it. Um, I love to innovate, you know, and I, I just, um, I think it's important that we all embrace change and realize that the way we're learning needs to change too. And to be able to do that with the key demographic in mind with pharmacist moms, knowing that as we're raising our families, um, a lot of us want to take a step back in the sense that we have more time with our families and our kids and are able to to give them, you know, our all. But but we still want a leadership role. We still want the responsibility. We still want to be out there working and caring for our patients. Um, and it's a tough balance. Um, and I think what we recognize at CEI, we're, we're a group of pharmacist moms. You know, we have 10 people on our team. We're all moms. Um, four of us are pharmacists. Um, we're really passionate about education. And, you know, we've recognize the burnout that's out there, especially in community setting. Um, And I, you know, um, you know, community pharmacies are the ones that are seeing the patients and the ones that need the the support. Um, And so we're excited about being able to bring content that that's, you know, it's, it's boiled down, it's hot. And I think if um, anybody who's looked at some of our weekly roundups, um, there's a lot of information that's packed together and it's based 
it's really based on current questions from the group. So that's what's exciting about it is, um, you know, we can turn that around pretty quickly and get that out there for folks. Um, you know, we, our, our goal within CEI, you know, as a company and especially for this group with pharmacist moms is focusing on how do you connect learning to practice? Um, you know, so we, we don't want to do education that's just, you know, supported by grants and, and for um, the specific topics that are out there, but really look at like, Hey, you know, what's practical? What do people know? And how can we deliver this in a fun way? Um, because CE, we all know is important. We have to have it to renew our license. Um, but one of the things that's disheartening from an education perspective is, We've all been there. I've been there too, but, um, oh, hey, I got to renew my license. How can I quickly get 10 hours of CE, right, that I'm missing? So we look to deliver this in a way where continuing education is something that you um, are able to do proactively. And then when you get to your renewal cycle, it's a no-brainer. Yep, I have that. Those hours are there. Um, and it doesn't become something else that a busy mom has to just check off their to-do list. Um, but it's something that they're looking forward to because it really applies to what they're focusing on in their practice, as well as some of the things that are so important to moms. Um, you know, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, just to take a step back, so just Mm -hmm. for everyone who's listening to understand. So Pharmacist Moms Pro was launched and basically it's based off of our original Facebook group, which almost has about 25,000 members right now to date. And questions are constantly in there. So we constantly see these questions. And I know myself, because I haven't practiced clinically in quite a while, that I learn pretty every day. I learn something. I'll read something. I'll say, oh, wow, I didn't even know this about this new vaccine that's out. Or, you know, mm-hmm. this is how you dose this. And it, and it helps me. Um, so what the idea is, is really to what the weekly roundups that you're referring to is really that a question that comes up, your company will go and do more research on it. And we're able to provide continuing education on something that's current, relevant, something that's been discussed and, and, mm-hmm. um, and also the pharmacist moms can join, can join this movement pretty much to obtain their continuing education. And then there's a lot more. So, um, but I agree with you. I remember some, I had a friend who every year, for whatever reason, the night before she was like staying up to complete all of her continuing education the night before, you know, all 30 hours that she needed oh, for the state that she lived in. So um, I think that this is, just an amazing way to do it. You actually retain the information. You're interested in the information. Um, I know for me, when I'm reading something, because I want to read it, it's much more, I don't know, it's just different than if I have to read it. You know, the, the feeling and my retention is a lot different. My comprehension. Yes. Hey, we're moms. Like we don't have time to lose our sleep and we don't have time to do things that aren't relevant to what we need. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, you know, you want to know what's important. And it's kind of like when I read with my daughter, she's in kindergarten, but you know, I'm always like, well, who are the characters? What's the main idea? You know, what, tell me about this versus, you know, sometimes when they're just reading and they're just like, reading every single word and you know that they don't know who the characters are and they don't know who, you know, they, they just know all the words. So I think there's a big disconnect, you know, and it's it's no different than when you're doing your continuing education. So, um, and then people are going to ask, do you offer a live CE, you know, cause my state requires live and, um, you know, do you guys provide that? How are, how are you doing that? And, and, you know, yeah, we're really excited to do that. And that, um, I think something that, 
was brought up, you know, hey, these weekly roundups are great, but we need some live CD, we need it at the right times. So, you know, with the relaunch, um, you know, it seems like the message loud and clear is evening is best, which which makes sense. Um, so we will have live CE available. And actually in April, we're going to focus on that. So we will have two live continuing education sessions for an hour of credit on April. Um, you know, one that's coming up is about CBD oil. Um, you know, and I don't know too much about this, but I see it all over the place. And so I'm actually really excited to attend and say, hey, okay, patients that are coming in are clearly asking questions about this. I mean, I'm just seeing it plastered all over everywhere. And um, I think it'll be really nice. There's probably not a lot of studies out there. I don't know, shouldn't say. Um, but I'm excited to get uh, peer-reviewed education around that topic um, just because it's such a hot topic right then. Exactly. Right. I totally agree. Actually, people ask me that all the time. I'll be at school <laughs> pickup line and then someone might ask me, hey, do you know which one is better? And, you know, so that question, is that that is a hot, hot um, topic. And I'm actually really interested in that myself. So, um, you know, I'm really excited to partner with you guys. I think that um, we will bring a lot more for pharmacist moms um, it, from the continuing education side. You said it. I mean, we don't have time as parents. We're busy. We're 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 all over, but we're also getting everything done, right? Um, I mean. We are basically getting everything done that we can. It's like what Margaret Thatcher, I think she has, she had a quote, right? Um, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. So, uh, so I think of that, you know, this continuing education in the same in the same way. We we, we get it done, and um, what's the most effective and efficient way that we can do it? And um, I'm super excited about the launch. And you guys have partnered with us, and in addition to providing this CE, the pharmacist. Moms Pro also provides a lot more for, we have weekly topics or monthly topics that we discuss and we have discussion boards and um, we're focusing on uh, safety right now, um, given what happened last month at, um, at a pharmacy with a pharmacist being yeah. shot. And so we're really trying to take this to the next level since we are now a predominantly female profession and, you know, we really need to now... Um, you know, kind of make everything a little bit better. I think last year when we, you know, when we first started Pharmacist Moms, it was like, okay, here we go, we're starting. And now we're really taking this to, to the next level. And that's what this, this pro group is, is all about. So I'm really making, trying to make a difference, you know, in, in, in something meaningful, impactful. I'm really trying to help all, all of the women out there um, to succeed and to do well in their jobs and in different areas. Um, we know that, um, you know, that, that really makes a difference when you feel happier at, at, in your workplace. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, we see that, um, you know, I see that there's, there's some struggles within the profession right now and, you know, how can we help that through education and advocacy and how, how do we help you, Susie, to elevate that conversation and, and practice? And so I know as an organization, you know, CEI, we're, we're really excited to help provide tools um, so people can be better pharmacists, you know, still love your profession, um, you know, and, and I just, I really feel strongly that learning and education um, is, is is a good tool and it really can help with professional development. Um, so I just, I think there's so much we can do over the next year. I'm really excited. Yes, definitely. So I think I'm excited too. I'm really happy that we were able to do this recording. We probably need to talk again. We can get into more detail and talk about, you know, some of, some of the other challenges that um, people face potentially when they're doing um, continuing education, how we can make it a lot, a lot easier for them. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to leave with is just that I, I was reading or listening to actually a TED talk and um, mm -hmm. they were talking about women. And I, I thought this 
this was a great um, or an interesting quote in um, when I was thinking about women and pharmacy and what we could do. And um, it was by Sheryl Sandberg. And she said, success and likability are positively correlated for men and mm-hmm. negatively for women. Mm-hmm. So basically, when a man is successful, he's liked by both men and women. But when a woman is successful, people of both genders like her less. Yeah. And so, I, you know, yeah, I don't know if you've experienced that or, you know, if you have any comment, but, but when I, you know, when I heard that, I, I felt that, you know, I was so, it was upsetting, but at the same time, I felt that we could really make a difference to change that because we are the profession where there, it is egalitarian, you know, we, pharmacists, women have done, you know, we've done a lot to actually um, help with the gender with the gender pay gap, and you know, it was sixty six to a dollar, sixty six cents to a dollar um, years ago, and now we're at ninety two cents to a dollar. And so, I think we've done a lot. We've come a long way as women in pharmacy, and I think that now we really um, have the potential to bring each other up um, and help one another, and really um, try to try to make uh, kind of be the leaders for all other yeah. professions as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think you said it best, you know, um, taking a step back and, and that, that can be disheartening to hear that quote. And especially so thinking that women, women are looking down on other women. So we can start with us, right. And we can, can step up and make sure that we're supporting other women, um, and helping their voices be heard and to have that leadership role and and get rid of that perception, um, you know, supporting them and then also calling it out when we see it, you know, when you see something, you know, say something and, um, you know, for the most part, I've been pretty lucky in the workforce, but there's, there's been times when I felt that and, you know, to have a, a senior woman leader say something on my behalf or come to me afterwards and how to handle it or, um, you know, speak out that, hey, you know, this person's voice is, is important and, you know, they're, they're being direct, but they're not, you know, they don't need to be viewed differently just because they're a woman. Um, I think that's helpful. So I think um, there's a lot that we can, we can do um, in helping each other there. Exactly. Yeah. I think we, we just need to continue to support one another and yep. help one another and then um, continue to be the best pharmacist, you know, that, that we can potentially be. So um, thanks again, Suzanne, thanks. for doing this um, today. And we are both Suzanne, by the way. So it's been <laughs> yes yeah which which it's great because I at least I know how to spell your name right I know oh yeah I get that (laughs) but it was great um talking to you and um, I would love to have you back you know for sure I'd be humbled to be back thanks thanks so much for having me on today thank you okay thanks thank you for listening to rx talk with Susie Please share this podcast on all your social media outlets and help us reach other women in pharmacy. Be sure to check out our website. Go to pharmacistmomsgroup.com.